the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Fun song from Brandon Heath. See me through it from his new CD, Enough Already. It's Tim DeMoss. Thanks for tuning in. We actually have Brandon on the program today. We're giving away his new CD. Check out the contest page that just went up at WFIL.com. Also joining us today, Monsignor Don Fisher from the program Pastoral Reflections, which airs on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990 The Answer, Sunday mornings at 7. First, the forecast, kind of cloudy, a little sun the rest of the afternoon, 82. What a beautiful day. Took our dog Moose out for a walk uh, earlier, and man, it was lovely. It was just so nice to be outside in shorts and a t-shirt and uh, not, you know, shivering and all that. And uh, more of those days are yet to come, including tomorrow. Sunny, a little cooler, may have a high of 70, but that's good too. Sandwiched in between, you may get a shower, a thunder shower tonight, and a low of 48. Flyers lost 4 nothing to the Rangers last night. Phillies lost 9-6 to the Mets yesterday. They're at Miami tonight at 640. Bryce Harper did hit his first home run of the year, as far as a bright spot, in yesterday's loss. So let's get our first break taken care of. Then Monsignor Don Fisher from Pastoral Reflections from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990 The Answer, will join us. And then we'll get Brandon Heath on the program to feature some of the music from his uh, library, if you will. It's all coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we want to welcome aboard today Monsignor Don Fisher from the program Pastoral Reflections. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fine, fine. How are you? How are you doing? Wonderful. You know, we're here every day four to five, and one of the things we'd like to do with the, uh, the hour that we have is shine a light on some of the different programs that air on WFIL, as well as our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, and your program, Pastoral Reflections, is there every Sunday morning at 7. So uh, maybe we can start right there with that. Lay out the backstory to the program, Pastoral Reflections, how that came to be, and, and kind of how you uh, lay it out each week. I'd love to do that. It started a long time ago in 1987. I was pastor of a church, and I had just moved from another church. And and the people of the other church wished I was more uh, available to them. And um, they said, you know, it'd be great if you could, you know, have a radio program and do a homily every Sunday and we could hear it. And so anyway, long story short, I started in this with this station in Dallas called WRR FM. It's been around for about 100 years. And um, really? I've, been on for, yes, I've been on this station for 35 years every single Sunday. That's amazing. And then... When I retired uh, about 12 years ago from active ministry in a parish, I, um, I decided to develop pastoral ministries, uh, pastoral reflections ministries. And uh, 
So I started with, I created a nonprofit and now we not only do the, the homilies on Sunday, but we also do videos and other things. And now we're syndicated on a lot of stations, which is really exciting for me because that's it's all brand new to me to yeah. be on these other stations. And I don't know if you know this, but I, I used to live in Drexel Hill. And so really? uh, somehow the, 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 I'm on a Philadelphia or two Philadelphia or on a Philadelphia station. It sounds really cool to me. Oh, that's, that's great. Well, and interestingly enough, then maybe you would have heard of WFIL before um, because it just celebrated its 100th anniversary. Speaking of which, March 18th of this year was the really? 100 year anniversary of the origins. It's a whole fun, interesting story. But there were four, basically like four department stores and businesses that had a license granted and they all put programming on, on the same day or the day after. And we were known as WFI in the beginning. And, uh-huh. uh, and then it eventually became WFIL and it's changed formats over the years. And uh, so a hundred years later, we're, we're doing the Christian teaching and talk. That format. is amazing. Yeah. That's, Dick, that's, Dick Clark was on the station back in the day. It was like the boss oh, jocks and all on. that stuff. So really? Yeah. That is, that's amazing. Well, it's, um, it's, I love coincidences like that. It just makes me feel that everything's connected and I think it really is. So here it is, um, um, me talking to you in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really kind of cool. No, I understand. I'm, and for folks tuning in, Monsignor Don Fisher is our guest and the host of the Pastoral Reflections program, which is Sunday at seven on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. was. I understand you moved around a lot when you were young. So were you in Drexel Hill as a youth? And then how long were you in Drexel Hill? I was in Drexel Hill from about the time I was in second grade till about the sixth grade, wow. I think. I went to St. Dorothy's Parish, if it's still there. Okay. And uh, I received my confirmation there. And um, Philadelphia was a, a really a strong influence on me. It was... Uh, that formative time, you know, from what second grade to sixth grade is pretty formative. And sure. my Kentucky cousins thought I talked weird when I got back. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> they thought, where, where are you from? You don't sound like you're from Kentucky. I said, no, I'm from Philadelphia. We say, we say certain things differently. And uh, uh, it was a good time for me. Sure, and, if you um, would then about part of that, like maybe just even some of your, your testimony. I was thinking um, and reading through some of the, the background on you that you you know, the moving around a lot, I would think, and I think you lost a, a brother when he was young in childbirth. Some of those things could, you know, be a little bit shaky on a person as they're trying to grow. And what was your faith like early and, and when did it take a deeper root? Well, I, I think my, my faith was such an integral part of our family. In fact, you know, I living in Chicago, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, you know, St. Louis, they were, they were all Catholic places, you know? So I, my religion was just so integrated into my whole life that it was just so easy in a way, but it wasn't until I was in college that I began to reflect about what I wanted to be and who, what I wanted to do with my life. And, and I just found that there was nothing more interesting to me than being there for other people. I just wanted to take care of people and do something for them. And I suppose in a, in a subtle way, the, thought of, you know, all kinds of public ministry that you could get into. There was something about the church and what it is to people and what it can be for people. And, and, and that just intrigued me. So I was really intrigued about being a part of the institutional church. And that's when my faith really took off. And then I started studying and reflecting, but the next phase of, of change and growth was in my, I guess I would say, early years of ministry where you start questioning a lot of things. And, and then I got into a lot of um, 
really, really intense therapy and things like that, which were really helpful. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know Jungian psychology, but it's very Christian, its origins. And, and I, I did about 15 years of that. And uh, that was really interesting because it, I had this man in my life, a monk at a monastery where I used to go for retreats. And he said, Don, if you want to be a good priest, you have to know God. You really have to know him and know what, who he is. But you have to understand human nature. And I think when I got that combination going, you know, a belief in God's presence and then also a, an understanding of what people need, like they need more compassion and they need judgment. <laughs> they need sure. more affirmation and condemnation. And, and I've always tried to find that sweet spot where you're, you're not watering down the responsibilities of a Christian, but you're filling them with a consistent uh, capacity to believe that they're loved. And no matter who they are, no matter how far they drift, they're loved and they're forgiven. Mm. That's probably one of the core things in my message. That's very interesting. I was actually about to ask you that. Folks just tuning in, we're chatting with Monsignor Don Fisher and uh, the program is Pastoral Reflections. Do you say pastoral or pastoral? It's two different ways, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'd say pa- we say pastoral, pastoral, pastoral reflections. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what we do. Yeah, so, and you know, the past- pastoral reflections is the the liturgy of the word of every Sunday. So, if you're a Catholic and you follow the liturgy of the word, it's uh, always been interesting for me to have people listen. They go to church, they listen to their priest, and they trust their priest, and they get information that's really helpful. And often they say, hey, "I wonder what Don said about that." You know, yes. And and listen to what I said. So it, it's a kind of interesting, you know, it's like a, another perspective perhaps on the readings or sometimes we'll probably maybe say the same thing, but it is, um, it is a wonderful resource to go to, to try to open people's hearts to who God is because those stories, as you know, and I know are so rich and so full of, of meaning. Plus, you know, you know, this and uh, we've only been preaching from the Old Testament on Sundays for the last 50 years or 55 years since the council. It used to only be a gospel and epistle for the Catholic, you know, on Sundays. But now we have an Old Testament reading. So probably one of the things that's deepened my understanding of Christianity is a deeper understanding of the Old Testament because it's one story. Yeah. You know, I, sure. I used to think the Old, Te- Old Testament was old. They don't need it anymore. The New Testament is new. That's what we want to use. But no, they're absolutely one story. And it's great to find the wisdom in both and see them blend so beautifully. Folks, and check the program out, Pastoral Reflections, Sunday at 7 a.m. on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. Talk about that a little bit more than the program. Uh, if the t- they're tuning in. They know they have the right time and place when they hear. Is it Handel's, something from Handel's Messiah at the beginning of the, the music? That's, I, don't, I forgot what song it was or what, which, whatever, but I couldn't place the song. The song that we play at the very beginning yeah. it is, um, is a original song that we had we, we we that's not a song that you would recognize really we, yeah because well we were realizing that there's a problem with the radio that you have to you oh, know right. give credit you right. know and and so so what we did i found a young man who creates music and i told him what the program was like and how it worked and so there's some music interludes in it and he understood the way I work and the message I tried to con, you know, convey. Right. So he said, let me, let me, let me do the music that, that captures that. And so people have said they really enjoy the music and they might ask, well, you know, where, <laughs> okay. where, 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 where's that from? And we just say, well, it's from the heart of somebody we asked to, to come up with something. And we give him credit. Ryan, Ryan Harner is his name okay. and a uh, young man and did a beautiful job. For uh, it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is beautiful. And, but, and then, and so there's that to kind of lead things off. And then the, the episode I heard most recently, you start with, you know, reading scripture, um, right. and then a little music and then reflections for, you know, a good chunk of the program too. Is that a, a standard for if folks want to tune in kind of the, the way a, you do it each week? A, exactly. It's the standard way we do it. We do it. It's, it's a, it's a ritual. Rituals have a wonderful sense of, you know, what's you're, it's coming. You kind of expect it. It's relaxed, you know? And uh, so we le- read the Old Testament reading, um, the responsorial Psalm, a New Testament reading, a gospel, a little bit of music, and then the reflection, a little bit of music and a closing prayer. And it's the same every Sunday in terms of the formula, but, the, obviously, the teaching and the message is different from Sunday to Sunday. So it's a big week, obviously, and not to give the entire program away for this coming weekend, but maybe a thought or two just to share about the week that we're in. Well, you know, this week is just the highest, um, what I say, the highest level of of intensity for uh, reflections on the story of Jesus and his death and resurrection. And what I love about this week, it's called Holy Week, but it's not just holy because there are holy things that we deal with, but it's, it's, there's holiness is a, is a, is a, is a call from the gospel and from God that lives inside of us to make us whole, to make us complete. And so there's something about the, the, the Holy Thursday reflecting on the Eucharist and the rejection that Jesus received on Good Friday, which teaches us a lot about our own self-worth, can we endure that kind of kind of rejection? And then the resurrection on Sunday or Saturday night is what we do. It's, it's, it's the heart of it. And one of the things I try to do in this Sunday's program is there are five Gospels that lead up to Easter. And I tried to go back to those and draw the wisdom in them. So they might enjoy the program, especially this coming week, because it does tie together the major themes that they've been listening to over the last weeks of Lent. By the way, you mentioned earlier the Pastoral Reflections Institute, which is obviously very connect- connected, but could you explain a little bit about how that, that came to be and how that factors into the program? Yeah, it's um, when I was living in the parish and we raised money for the program because I know some of my friends are kind of funny. They say, "Yeah, I love that you're on the radio. How much? How much do they pay you to do those shows?" And I say, well, you know, radio's not exactly like that, you know, and as, or these that this radio isn't. So uh, I said, "No, no, it costs you know a, a, a lot of money each week." And so where do I get the money? I have asked for people to contribute, and they're generous and they're wonderful. And so I needed, when I left the parish, not having a nonprofit in my name or anything, we formed Astro Flexions Institute, a nonprofit that enables people to make not, you know, tax-deductible donations to the work that we do. And it's, uh, it's only been around for, I guess, 12 years now. And, uh, but we're also growing and changing, and, and we've got, I've got a wonderful staff now that help me with the production of the program. And we have, on video, we have lectures and we also have a wonderful thing called daily reflections where we put out reflections on topics and so there's a lot going on for us in pastoral reflections institute and it's all a blessing um to be able to increase my my ability to reach people that's my dream that's my that's what gives me energy it keeps me young at 82 yeah, <laughs> you know? i was gonna say that, well and i had i don't know if you've ever uh, heard dr michael youssef he has a program called leading the way and he's been on yeah. our air for many years, but he said he's in his early to mid seventies, I think. And he said, I have some of my pastoral friends who say they're retiring when they're 60 or whatever. It's like, 
He's like, I, I don't understand that. Like, I want to do this till I, you know, I mean, not all the way to the last sermon you drop over in the in the pulpit, but he was basically <laughs> saying, you know, what what greater thing can I do with my life? Like, how much golf can you shoot? So I. <laughs> He kind of was just saying in a very non-judgmental way, but just saying this is the most exciting thing to share God's word. And uh, my dad's 94 and he calls that advanced middle age. And he still calls people and texts people and encourages people every day. That's wonderful. That's know? wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. No, I think uh, old age is really underestimated and underappreciated. It's um, it really does have some qualities to it. You just can't have when you're in your thirties, forties, fifties. Yeah. And um, I just love the fact that I've been doing this, you know, same reflections. I mean, the, the reflections on the same book, the library of, of the Bible, all those beautiful images. And so after a while, 55 years, you're bound to come up with some connections yeah. between them and the connections between them is what I love discovering because all of a sudden a thought that was just maybe, you know, it had some power and energy in it. And all of a sudden you connected with a couple other thoughts and wow, you got a major you know shift in your psyche and an understanding. So to be a part of that is a great, great privilege and a great joy for me. Is the best place for folks to find out, I know there's uh, pastoralreflectionsinstitute.com spelled out. Is that the best place to go if folks want to find That's, the program too? Ab- absolutely. You can see, you can hear past programs. You can see, get transcripts of the programs. Uh, yes, that's a, that's a great place to go. And, um, you'll find out other, other information about us. You hear a little, if they're interested in my personal story or anything like that, it's all on that website. So yeah, I'd encourage people to go to that. And I, I love the thought that I'd make some connections with, uh, my own hometown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you so say you're, you've been in Dallas for how, for like the latest part of life most recently. For yeah. I, I moved here, I moved here when I was 17 and what that, that was, oh, wow. um, Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm, I was 17 and now I'm 82. So I, I, I do the math very well, but that's how long I've been in Dallas. Oh, wow. Seen a lot of change and growth in Dallas and, um, it's been, it's, it's a great city, but, but to be a voice on the radio for so long in this city to, you know, all denominations, I mean, it, obviously radio goes to everybody and, yeah. and I have a lot of listeners that are Roman Catholic. A lot of them aren't, um, you know, and it's just the thought that I've been able to be a catalyst to open people's minds and hearts to God. That's just a wonderful feeling for me. Monsignor Don Fisher, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. You can catch him uh, Sunday mornings at 7 on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, the program Pastoral Reflections, and PastoralReflectionsInstitute.com. I can find out more. Thank you for taking time with us today. It's been uh, great to make your acquaintance. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And you take care of yourself. Have a blessed week and a beautiful Easter. You too. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Monsignor Don Fisher on the Tim DeMoss Show from the Pastoral Reflections Program, which you can catch on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, Sunday morning at 7. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app, Brandon Heath, and Give Me Your Eyes on the Tim DeMoss Show. Brandon actually got the 2009 Dove Award for Song of the Year for that song. The year before, in 2008, Brandon actually named New Artist of the Year, got the Dove Award for that, largely on the strength of the song, I'm Not Who I Was. He has a new album out called Enough Already. 
And we are glad to bring Brandon on board the show. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm on board. <laughs> good to be good to be here. Then I like it. That's it. That's it. It's been the you know we've been trying to connect with you. You're a hard guy. To, you're in France, traipsing around the world. <laughs> what are you doing? I have been. What are we doing in yeah. France? Um, Stuff? you know, I I just got invited. I got invited to come and lead worship for a group that was going out there to snowshoe. And you can't say no to that, no, you know? <laughs> that's true. You cannot say no to a trip to the French Alps to lead worship and snowshoe. Wow, that must have been something so, to see that. It was incredible. Um I've I've been to I've been to Paris before, okay. but I'd never really been, you know, anywhere, you know, in the French countryside. Certainly not I've I've been to the Alps before. I've been to more like the the German side of the Alps, but it was kind of cool to, to see. We saw Italy, Switzerland, and France um, in this little area where we were hiking, snowshoeing. It was really, it was incredible, honestly. Have you traveled a lot over the years, uh, other countries? I know you, you do the, all over the States, but uh, have you been out of the States a lot too? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's because of music, but I haven't like played music internationally a ton okay like touring you know is mainly in the u.s but um but then i've done missions so most of my international traveling has been missional in nature and occasionally yeah occasionally like vacation but well i wanted to ask you about obviously the new album enough already coming out april 22nd i want to talk about that but while i'm thinking about it one of the verses we talk about with this show is john 3 16 you know for god so loved the world he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And to that end, I always find it interesting to talk to people when they've either traveled or people who are from another country, what they see of the Lord in another part of the world, whether it's how God's worshipped, how he's viewed, the culture. I don't know if you have any place that stands out, whether it was the trip to France or other places you've been that are different. Because, you know, God bless America, yes, but God bless the world because he, he sent the son for everyone. He does love the world. And I've certainly gotten to see a lot of different styles and cultures when it comes to worship um, and even other religions. You know, I've, I've been to Muslim countries and seen how they worship. And uh, I've, I've sat with Jewish people in the Holy Lands and mm. celebrated Sabbath with them. Shabbat is what they call it. Um, But I think the most memorable was in Uganda. There are these, yeah, there are these, these very young kids who live in, I guess you would call it an orphanage, but it's more, you know, it's basically for kids who don't have families and they get up very early now they're kind of taught this way, but it's also voluntary to get up early and to worship. And so I was sleeping in this village near where the, I don't know what the term is, but we can call it an orphanage where the orphanage was. And we could hear the most beautiful harmonies coming from children. And they were up before the sun was up to worship God. And to me, that was one of the most sacred and beautiful expressions of worship I think I've ever witnessed any, anywhere on, in, in the world. 
When were you in Uganda? Yeah, it, w- it would have been like 2007, maybe 2008. I was just in Tanzania in January, um, but I haven't been to Uganda in about 10 years. It's interesting. My brother, Steve, was commissioned by our church with two other guys in, when they were in their, I guess, early to mid-20s back in the early 80s to travel to Uganda. And long story short, he's been back and forth about 30 times and helped start an orphanage in Uganda. And wow. uh, I'm sure there are many, but, but people who knew, they met people who didn't know their, you know, their parents, they didn't know what day they were born. They'd make up a day, yeah. all of those things. And mm-hmm. uh, beautiful, beautiful country, uh, beautiful people. And our kids have their been, spirits are yes, beautiful. Yes. I mean, just the, the hospitality, the joy that they have, you know, they have so little, but man, they've got, a lot of a lot of joy and often they know where their they know where their help comes from and it's from God. Amen. And so I think that is a stark contrast to where here in America we we tend to help ourselves, you know. So uh yeah, it, it always recalibrates me when I get to go to Africa. I just I think that there's something really uh, um uh, there's something for all of us to learn by by the people who live in the continent of Africa. Amen. And then folks tuning in, we're chatting with Brandon Heath, brandonheathmusic.com. By the way, you can look up all things Brandon Heath about the music, including the new album on the 22nd of April coming out, Enough Already, which is a great title. Uh, you, you, take, you take it however direction you want as far as the, some of the ingredients to put this together, either backstory for it or a song or two or anything like that you'd like to spotlight. Yeah, well, I could probably start by just explaining that the title of the record, Enough has kind of been like a theme for me the last couple of years. Uh, I'd say that like a wound that I've carried in life is just the feeling of not being good enough. And, you know, I I think a couple of years ago, I wouldn't even wanted to talk about that, but I've done so much work around it and had, had a great therapist through it that um, I've realized there's a lot of people that, that struggle with that too, of just not feeling good enough as they are. And uh, so I really had to focus in on what God says about us and that we are made in his image and that he loves us, that he is a God of, that he's, he is love. And so for me, you know, my old song, Give Me Your Eyes, it's really kind of taken on new meaning for me because I, you know, originally it was about God, give me your eyes for your people. And now it's more you know, God, give me your eyes for me. Like, how do you see me? Cause I don't see me very well. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty rough on myself. So enough already. <laughs> I love that title. Kind of like you read it like enough already, you know, which I love. I love, I love uh-huh. titles with double meanings, but it really is more about like, I'm enough already. I don't need anything else to qualify me. Uh, God says that I'm enough and I'm enough. So that's really where that comes from. I love that. That's great. Uh, Brandon Heath, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Quick break. We'll come back and feature a song from the new album, Enough Already, and keep our conversation going from there. You're listening to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 
AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app, Human Nature, from Brandon Heath, from his latest CD, Enough Already. Man, both the lyrics and the video, it's uh, it's on your site, brandonheathmusic.com, and I highly recommend folks look at that. I, it brought me to tears when I saw the joy, and um, it just you know, it shows children and youth and various fun endeavors, skateboarding, playing baseball, racing go-karts. And the lyrics of the song, you know, over each over each uh, shot. It's, yeah, uh, we're not God's problem. We are God's children. That's the line. And that was the first single, actually, off of the new record. And that's kind of a powerful statement, I think. You know, we're not God's problem. We are God's family. And that, again, has kind of like been this new revelation for me of how God sees us. Uh, that. He has hope for us. He's he's telling a story. There's another there's another song on the record, probably my favorite song on the record. It's called "He Is Not Worried," and okay. uh, in the season that we've all lived through, and that you know the pandemic is still unfortunately around, but we're also seeing war in uh, in Russia and Ukraine. The world is as broken as it's ever been. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot to be worried about. But one thing that I actually kind of asked myself in the very beginning of the pandemic is, is God worried? Is he worried? Because I was worried, you know, about the direction that the world was going in. It's days, there's still days I still struggle with that. But I had to ask that question, is God worried? And uh, I'm always reluctant to speak for God. Mm. But the scriptures pretty much point to God is telling a story through us. He knows how it began and he knows how it's all going to end. And so I think if you know that there's no, there's no chance you're worried about how things are going to go. Cause you know, you know, yes. So if God's not worried, which I don't believe that he is, then I, I won't worry. If my life is in his hands, then worry like fear and worry are kind of futile. So um, that's what that song is about. Talks about my dad a little bit, my, my earthly father and my heavenly father. And I, I just love it. Yeah. You know, uh, and if folks actually pre-order enough already, which is uh, out April 22nd, they actually can get that single as a download right away. They don't have to wait. No waiting. Yeah. It's ready. <laughs> that's good. Uh, you mentioned with the previous song, human nature, how it, it, it was, uh, and, and give me your eyes. You kind of wrote, you know, the, the way you're thinking now is give me instead of eyes for other people, God, give me your eyes for me. Have you, I, I was thinking the same thing with the others. The first song I ever came across with you, I think was I'm not who I was. And yeah. I, it, it's occurred to me that someone, you know, who's been doing this as long as you have would over time, you're hopefully you know, changing God's working in your life. And you might, if anybody ever had a song they could rewrite, it could be, I'm not who I was part two. And part three, <laughs> right? Over the years? Yeah, for uh, sure. Have you, I mean, when you look back over your music, do you sometimes um, think, you know, okay, well, whoops. Uh, so that was that was that season, album one, album two. Here's where I've progressed to. And as an artist, because it's in print, it's done, it's there. And it's just part of your your journey. Or you ever wish, oh, I want to redo that one now because I, I'm, that's, not where, that's not where I am anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I love that you said that. So often, instead of like rewriting or rewriting a theme for a song, I will just, I will kind of nod to it 
So I have a brand new song on this new record um, called This Changes Everything. In fact, I think it's the the first song on the new record. The, the first lines of the song are, some might say people never change, but I disagree. Take a look at me um, because I've changed. You know, that's that's kind of like proof that people do change. Uh, but I, I actually believe that it's through the, the power of, of God, you know, um, our higher power that really brings about change in us. Uh, and there's really nothing else that can. So some people are right. People never change. But I think the people who have the Lord in their lives have the ability to change and to transform. In fact, God said he's, he's going to change us. He's going to sanctify us which is, you know, a change that is brought about in us. So if God says we can change, then we better believe that we can, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's only through him that we can. And So coming back to I'm not who I was, the second verse has a little, a, a little nod to I'm not who I was. It's actually the piano part. And I'm not do, 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 do. There's like a little lick in, in the, the song that we bring back in this new version of uh, this changes everything. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I definitely nod to, to older songs for sure. I like that a lot. I just, and you know, before I forget, one of the other things that kind of flitted through my mind was on the human nature song again, which again, kind of cuts back to what you were saying. Uh, we are not God's problem. We are God's children. We are not hopeless. He, we're what he's building. We can be unfinished and still be in his image. Uh, yeah. You know that I think that's such a, a very important distinction. Uh, and I, and I'm trying to remember, I just interviewed someone, an author, I forget who it was, but he said, sometimes uh, you think that God's in love with a future version of yourself. Yes. Right. No way, man. He's in love with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Take the pressure off there. Stuff's going to still happen, but don't that's, that's, a, you know, that book. And then what that lyric in the human nature song on your new album, those like bookend for me, like, yeah, double, double, whatever, and, and, you know, emphasis about the, the love God has for you right now. And, and I'm curious. You know, yeah. Who, who is the author? I, I want, were? I want to think it was Brian chapel. Okay. Uh, Unlimited grace or yeah, it was, um, you know, I can get that and send it to you, you know, get to the, Sorry, the I'm name putting you on the spot. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, the, cat, uh, the interviews come fast and furious. And sometimes I, uh, you know, I, and in fact, I'm going to do it right now. I'm, I'm going to look on my website because it's on our homepage. The person that we interviewed, and I can tell you uh, who it was, but, but that, that really, the, the way that it was worded was very, very helpful for me to remember it in, in that regard. Dr. Andrew Farley, the grace message is the gospel really this good. That's, Ooh, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> that's the book. We actually, our parent company gave it away during the month of March, but also another good interview was the one I mentioned before. Dr. Brian Chapel has a book called unlimited grace. It's actually his program. And we talked to him in February. So there's a couple of grace messages, in the, uh, especially in the, in the uh, in clear, very clarifying stuff that grace is not about taking advantage of. It's not this is that. Just they're, they're both very good books. I read through them. And so and I love to see this lyrically in your song. I, I'd be remiss before we wrap. I mean, I have plenty of things I could ask you about, but I know you got plenty to do today. Probably uh, Brandon mm. in the backyard. So backyard, Brandon. <laughs> um, Careful with that one. <laughs> well, yes, right. That's true. But I'm thinking of the concert, the, right, the concert, Brandon in the backyard.com. You've got all these video testimonials on your site about how amazingly wonderful, incredible it is. Is this something you, you're planning to continue with for the foreseeable future? 
You know, it was something in in the in the interim that I thought, well, we could do it for now because you know venues are closed and people still want to hear music, and I still need to work, frankly. Yeah, but I enjoyed it so much. I mean, it's basically like private parties in people's backyards. I show up, play my music, and then often like they have been like making barbecue and. It's like, it's the best gig ever. And so I've just told myself, I'm going to save a few weeks a year to play some backyards. Yeah. And so I make them pretty limited, you know? Okay. Um, but I, I'm going to be doing it this spring. Uh, like starting in two weeks, I'm going to start playing backyards. So uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still doing it uh, like a limited engagement, but it's, uh, well, it's something I look forward to. And I'm sure there, and I'm sure, yeah, right. And I'm sure that there are a number of specs, but just general, if someone was interested and not that you're trying to, I'm not, you know, rushing to everyone's going to drum up and start getting in touch, but, but space wise, you're talking a hundred, 200, three, like how big a backyard do you need? I mean, you don't, it doesn't have to be big at all. Like, honestly, okay. I did one on somebody's porch, you know, <laughs> okay. like, like their great. apartment porch. <laughs> okay. So that's I good mean, to know. Well, the the thing is, I, I look at people's stories a lot. You know, like one that we're doing in two in two weeks up in the Northeast. Um, there's a ninety ninety four year old woman who loves my music, and uh, they have emailed me a few times, and it just hasn't routed well for me. So, I, like you know, just trying to figure out how to get from one house to another, it just wasn't in the path, but she's asked me three times to come and play. And I'm like, and it was actually her granddaughter that wanted me to come and play for her. Mm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. So, so I'm playing for um, a woman in her nineties in a couple of weeks. And to me, it just reminds me about why I do this and that you never know who's listening. Um, But yeah, I mean, usually it's a couple of people that go in together and the the person with the better backyard hosts. So <laughs> okay, or who has yeah. the better cornhole set or wiffle ball? Like we have wiffle ball exactly. on our back, right? That's exactly. important. <laughs> well, yeah. Brandon in the backyard dot com for that, and Brandon Heath music for the music. The new album Enough Already releases April twenty second, and if you pre order that, you get the single. He is not worried ahead of time. It's a download, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing that with the listeners in the you know weeks and months to come. How can people pray for you? Just want to make sure we throw that in before we're, we wrap up our chat. Yeah. Um, you know, this summer coming up, I really want to get a lot of time with my family. I've been working hard lately. And so uh, my prayer would be for a really rich, uninterrupted summer with my wife and my two little girls. Amen. That's great. Straightforward, simple, and very important. So yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to do that. As we hear your music, that's something people can remember to pray for you about. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Brandon, thanks to talk, for chatting with us today. It's a real pleasure to, to catch up with you and hear about the new album. And we're excited to share it with the listeners. So God bless you. Good Have a great rest you. of your yeah, day. A, a lot of love for Philly. And uh, hopefully I'll see you guys soon. We'd love that. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, man. See you, Brandon. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Brandon Heath. You can find out more about him online, brandonheathmusic.com. Latest album's called Enough Already. You're listening to The Tim DeMar Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.